Hey yo, it's me, Ed. Mixed martial arts analyst for MMA News, my MMA News, contributor to SureDog.com, and a few other places. I'm actually working on uh, I'm watching all elite wrestling right now. I'm writing a piece for them. It's like an audition piece. And uh, you know, hopefully it turns into something. So I'm watching the Dark Order into the ring right now. I got the TV on mute so it doesn't mess with this audio. But um, interesting times. Early, you know, we're on the week of UFC 248. And last night I recorded Coast to Coast Combat Hour with Matthew. And we did our predictions for the main card. Um, For every pay-per-view we do predictions. And what I do is, um, you know, I have to submit picks to SureDog.com. And MMAnews.com asks me for my predictions with a little detailed, you know, sure dog, they just ask for, they want the, uh, you know, your prediction for the main event outcome with specific details. And then the, you know, they just, who I think going to win on the main card. MMAnews.com asks me for, you know, details of why I picked who my, whoever I picked on the main card. So doing the podcast early in the week. With Matt, especially on, on the fight week of the big pay-per-views, helps a lot because it helps me get my notes together for the pieces, for the pieces I have to write and the information I have to submit. So um, I'm actually working on writing them up now. So I, as far as the main and co-main event are concerned, I figured I'd share that with you guys. Um, also, if you haven't heard my interview with Chris Lencioni, who fought at Bellator 239. Um, that's up at, over at SureDog.com. Um, he fought on the post limbs, and I don't know if I mentioned this here. or I, I know I definitely mentioned it on the other podcast, but he fought on the post limbs and um, won the match by decision. A couple of boos came from the crowd, but it was a post limb, so a lot of the crowd left. Um, I don't know why, but Bellator does that a lot. They do post limbs a lot. Post limbs are post uh, post main event bouts, and they do that for uh, you know their broadcasting agreement, especially if it's being aired on Paramount TV. Um, there's prelims, so it's the same thing as a prelim. It's just before the main card, and then they you know they they hold fights for after, based on time you know because they have to start you know usually around six five thirty p.m. six p.m. the doors open locally wherever they're holding the event which leaves room for, you know, their, the prelims. And then, uh, if they have the broadcast, you know, the deal they have to stick to, you know, sometimes they'll move fights to after the, the featured cards or the main card. Um, but anyway, so Lencioni was like the second fight on the, uh, post limbs and he's, uh, he fights out of ATT Portland, really good fighter, 25 years old, young up and coming, he's got a brown belt in jujitsu, um, great grappling skills, and uh, he won his fight fight by decision. But apparently he he broke his leg in the fight, or fra- it was a fracture. He said, um, "If I can, actually, I have to go on a computer, so I'm recording this from my phone." But you know what? I uh, I'll I have the audio. I'll add the full interview so you can hear his details to it uh, after I'm done recording here. That way you can listen to it afterward. But the thing about it is, um, just as an update, I mean, 
you're going to hear the the interview was obviously prior to me re- recording this. Uh, he doesn't need surgery. It's just a fracture, so it's going to heal on its own. So he might be, uh, you know, back in action by summer, maybe late summer, early fall, uh, depending on how long it takes for it uh, for the bone to heal. Um, 25 years old is probably going to be quick. When you're in your 20s, you, you heal better, not like when you're in your 30s, which is, it takes a little longer. And in your 40s, you're just already you're already in mad pain. But um, I digress. Um, UFC 248 this week. So I figured I'd let you guys know my picks as I before I submit them. Um, again, they're up at, on the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, but it's uh, sometimes it's hard for me to get in all the points I want to make. You know, with the co-host, you know, you got to give ample amount of time for them to talk, try to make it equal, and I, I don't always get that with uh, Matt. He's been better about it lately, but. Um, I actually feel like I might have left some stuff out too. Um, just being distracted too, because uh, we recorded through YouTube and it's there's a whole video, you know, uh, as far as getting like graphics and stuff like that. I kind of do that in the back end too. So there's a lot going on, and um, I probably left it out. But so the thing with the main event with Israel Adesanya and Yoel Romero, my thing is. Um, I know a lot of folks probably already got, you know, uh, Adesanya picked to win. And I, I do see him winning. I don't think we have to worry about him losing. Um, there's a reason why he's a favorite and all that stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the weather's changing here in Jersey, so my throat's all messed up because of the allergies and and uh, the nonsense we got going on in this horrible state. But, um... The thing about um, Adesanya and Romero, so obviously Adesanya has height, reach, range. He's a way better striker, you know, um, world-class kickboxer. And uh, Yo Romero's got some decent boxing, but obviously he's an Olympic-level wrestler. Um, I think the problem, the reason why I'm picking Romero to win is because, and I mentioned this on the other podcast, but I didn't get to go into detail. So that fight with uh, Adesanya had with Kelvin Gastelum was probably the worst we've seen him look in mixed martial arts. I know he won, but he walked out of that. He walked out of that looking like someone that might have lost had it not been for his final uh, output against Gastelum, um, and that leads me to believe that. Somebody like uh, Romero, you know, who's big and, and, and can probably power through a lot, make him have to, you know, he's not going to give Adesanya a chance to plant his feet and fire away and, and you know, put a lot behind those strikes. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, I, I just feel like, uh, you know, Gas kind of laid out a blueprint on, on how to beat Adesanya. And the other thing is, when Adesanya fought somebody almost that has the same ectomorph body type that he has in um, Anderson Silva, in my opinion, I know they only fought three rounds, but uh, Silva won the second round, and, and that was against an aged out, and I don't want to say aged out, but you know what I mean, an older mixed martial arts fighter. So I just feel like that's um, that's one of the reasons... Uh, there's just things out there about Adesanya. I mean, he might be too young 
It is a young man's sport, but he might be too young for MMA. I mean, what is he, 18-0 now, 17-0? I forget his record off the top of my head. But um, I know he's undefeated, but, uh, you know, it's not like he can't be beat. Obviously, he uh, he suffered that loss when he fought in uh, kickboxing. He addressed it. I wrote an article on it over at MMANews.com where he addressed the loss and how he it looked it, it springboarded him into mixed martial arts because he wanted to uh, he, you know he felt the need that you, know, you learn from the losses and he felt the need that uh, he had to just expand his uh, his skill set as a martial artist more so um, and Matt brought up a good point last night too uh, the other uh, uh, bigger like middleweight that he fought in uh, Vittori where he won a decision but um he uh he seemed to have trouble with uh somebody that pressed him to grapple which we know Romero's gonna do that the only thing is Ruth Romero is like he can gas and if it goes into the championship rounds that might be the time that uh, Adesanya does pick you know if it goes to a decision that's where he's gonna win um but in those first three rounds, that's when Romero's most dangerous with his explosiveness and, and all the, you know, I know he's older, but he, I, God, if I could move like him, <laughs> I, I would, I would, whatever he's eating, I want to eat it. You know what I mean? Like whatever vitamins he's taking, I want to take them. But, um, so I got Romero picked. I, I feel like he can deliver an upset. My picks have been garbage for the better part of 2019. And so far that's carrying through. 2020 um but i think he can take the main event as far as the co-main event is concerned i just watched some footage of joanna at at the open workouts and she looks super crisp um great footwork same thing with uh weili zhang or zhang weili i I forget the different ways to pronounce her you know i know they switched the names over there in china when when uh when they're doing their name, so uh, reading both so much media, I, I feel like I confuse myself. But um, they both fought uh, Jessica Andrade, and they both beat her. Obviously, if everybody remembers Weili Zhang's knockout because she knocked her out in the first round, and a lot of folks are are just making her the favorite. You know, she's a current champ. She's, I think, she might be younger. Um, She's a little bigger than Joanna. Joanna's, you know, she fights in a strawweight, but Joanna's very wiry. She's very, uh, you know, very thin. She's broken her hands in, in defending the title when she had the strawweight title. Um, so, but Joanna, you know, the thing about Joanna is that I feel like her striking experience is probably a little more seasoned than Zhang's. Um, especially when it comes to fighting, you know, you can't say kickboxing and then, make, you know, just like wrestling. Uh, there's wrestling and there's MMA wrestling. The same thing with striking. There's there's kickboxing and there's mixed martial arts striking because they have to be able to adapt to all the level changes and things like of that nature. So um, I feel like in that aspect, Joanna might have more experience. And even though most of her wins are you know are decisions. It's just more reason to think that Joanna could probably win by decision using footwork, you know, doing like the stick and move, hit, uh, do the striking exchanges with Zhang and come out, get the better of them and then get out of the way. I mean, if she does that for, for a few rounds, especially towards the end of the championship rounds, um, she could probably get a decision. So i just figured i'd share those two with you there's a lot of great fights on the on the card if you go to mmanews.com the most recent article i wrote 
uh, is five fights to watch. Um, the first two that I, I shared with you, my picks for are uh, two of them. Um, there's stuff from the early prelims, Emily Whitmere versus uh, uh, Pauliana Viana. Uh, trying to think who else is on there. Duran Wynn versus Gerald Mearshart is probably going to be a barn burner. Um, then obviously the, the two that I mentioned, I feel like I'm, I'm leaving one out. I'm, I'm just doing it off the top of my head because I don't have the article open. But if you go to MMAnews.com, you'll see it there. Five fights to watch at UFC 248. Um, I feel like people are sleeping on that card too. Uh, usually the ones that are sleepers are the ones that are fantastic. So... I, uh, I'll leave you with that, but um, outside of uh, that, uh, I'll leave you with that, and uh, I'll, I'm going to save this and see if I can add that Lencioni interview for you guys to listen to. I'm trying to be as consistent as I can with this. Um, you know, it's hard with uh, all the writing. I mean, I, I write for, for several websites and the weekly podcast and, uh, you know, just trying to do the marketing and stuff and i mean this is this on top of a a day job so um the folks that do listen thank you for listening i know there's only like five or six of you left from from the ones that uh started when i first started this thing but i do appreciate it um so make sure if you want to like help support the uh the podcast uh, uh there's a you can follow me on twitter not this podcast but like all the endeavors i mean to uh you know, the website and the writing and everything. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Carbazel. That's at C-A-R-B-A-Z-E-L. Uh, there's a, I have a pinned there, the link to the, my Amazon store. If you need uh, like recommendations f- and you have Amazon Prime, I have lists there of stuff you can use f- if you train in mixed martial arts, jiu-jitsu, stuff like that. A huge list there of supplements and stuff that I use and still use and, uh, it's great stuff and you know you'll be helping me out uh, in my uh, in my long journey as a uh, as an aging martial artist trying to educate folks about the fight game and the sport and all that so thanks for listening i'll try to keep up with you and um i'll see if i can attach that interview for you for you guys to listen to if you haven't if you didn't catch it on sure dog or the other podcast thanks All right, uh, I'm talking with uh, Chris Lencioni, uh, who just fought at Bellator. It's 239, right? Yep. Four and one, four and one at Bellator 239 with a broken leg. Uh, we're talking to you after the win. Um, I know the news came out. Well, you put the social media post up on Saturday, right? Yeah, what's today? Sunday. I'm on a lot of pain meds. So I yeah. Just, you know, are going to blend. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday was Saturday. I put it up. I went uh, straight off the, the airport or straight off the uh, airplane to the hospital, got an x-ray because I'm in Oklahoma and they go, yeah, it might take like six to eight hours to get stitches out here. And I said, what the hell? If it's going to take that long for stitches, I don't know. How am I going to get an x-ray? So I'm just doing it at home. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so did you know right away, like did they, did they rush you out or? or... Um, I knew right away in the fight. I've never broken a bone. Like, I've broken finger bones and toes and shit. You know what I mean? They don't do anything for that. Mm-hmm. But there was a movement in a takedown or some type of, like, scramble we had. And I just felt it. And then I was, like, trying to go for hooks on him. And my leg wasn't listening to me. And I was like, holy crap. My leg's not listening to me. And uh, I just had this, like, weird, like, like slow time motion. I'm like, oh, my God. I think I broke something in my leg. Uh 
change of plans. And then I had to finish that round, the first round, and then the next two rounds with it. Everything changed. I mean, you can't. I'm a ground specialist, right? Or whatever you want to call it, they say. Yeah. You need all your legs to do that, man. I haven't been training with those badass, you know, jujitsu paraplegia guys. I don't know all their tricks yet. <laughs> but, but um, I, I'm actually shocked to hear you say that because, uh, before we set up this interview, I actually rewatched the fight, knowing what I know about your injury. And uh, I mean, you, you said that your your legs weren't functioning, but I, I I saw your guard being I mean relatively active still. You were driving in for takedowns, especially in the first and third rounds. Yeah. And then you uh, the the fact that you were able to squeeze in a, a, a what looked to me like a super tight body triangle, knowing you doing all this leg stuff with your broken leg. So I, uh, yeah, I knew that was gonna hurt every single one of them. Uh, oh that's wow. Why I drop down like more to the knees to uh turn the corner on the body triangle right so i felt i i like to think a lot when i fight man they're always like don't think just do i'm like nah this is fun i i love it i have too much fun so i'm going in there i see he's sprawling really hard so when you got a guy that sprawls hard you just turn the corner on him you got to drive a bit and every step i had in the in the ring every penetration shot every squeeze with my leg was agonizing pain and i just had to poker face it I was like, this guy will smell the blood. He's a killer. I've had so many messages, dude, since the fight. That dude was a killer, this and that. I was three to one underdog, all this other stuff. He was bigger than me. He was a huge uh, 45er. And I still, with like, I was at, I would say 40% for that fight. I couldn't sweat. I was wondering why I wasn't sweating. It's because I was in a, a pain. My body was in shock, dude. The only place I was sweating was like my forehead, barely, you know? Um, but I knew, I like told myself, I was like, you are going to die. You are going to squeeze this man until you <laughs> die or he dies. Someone's getting squeezed. Don't let it go. It was crazy, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, that I mean that, that just goes to show you, which is one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you. I mean, you know, like you said, it, it was one of the post limbs. And, and uh, sometimes uh, folks don't just recognize what, what you guys put out in there in the cage. And, uh, I mean, again, rewatching it, I couldn't even tell. I, when I initially saw it, um, I, when you were limping afterward, I thought it was because of the elbows to the to the thigh from the triangle. Everybody thought that, Everybody thought that dude. I was like, what? Come on. Like, <laughs> it didn't hurt, dude. I was, yeah. I, he was elbowing me, so I was, like, chirping in his ear because he was, like, <laughs> he was saying some inappropriate words that I don't want the kids at my gym to hear in case, you know, this, this interview is, you know, get, you know, <laughs> you, know what I mean? you never know who listens, but. He said some stuff, so I, I whispered some stuff in his ears back out <laughs> about his uh about his weak elbows. He really didn't hit hard, man. Like I <laughs> thought he was gonna hit way harder, and I got him to miss a lot. Even the head kick right off the bat, I was like, oh, that was easy. It hit me, and I blocked it, and I was I was smiling. I was like, oh, we are in this, dude. I'm having a friggin' ball. We're getting yeah. after it. I mean, uh, so because you 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 said in your post it was the first round, and, and you just you just uh, told me why. Um, where where you think the the break or the fracture happened, but um, as I was rewatching it, I thought it was off of because uh, you did check a kick of his, and I thought it was off of that. But um, I I, I was just like, man, you know, I know. Like, <laughs> but I mean, I, I I mean, maybe maybe it could have started the whole thing, but I mean, it is a fracture; it's not a break. So, uh, which leg was it, by the way? Was it the left leg? left leg and i you know i said the same thing to the doctor and then he i said oh it's just a fracture he's like well fracture is technically right and i was like oh okay so i'm gonna milk that i'm gonna milk that the doctor said <laughs> yeah uh, 
and I'm going to hobble my way to Submission Underground today with my broken leg. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that, man. I mean, I, I just enjoy that as a, I mean, I'm an older person, so I mean, I do jujitsu myself, but uh, I mean, I, 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 that's probably the most fun uh, grappling event to watch uh, as a, as a, if you're a grappling person that's into any type of submission grappling. So I, I was going to ask you if you're going to go to that. I'm glad, I'm glad you're going to go and have some fun. You deserve it. <laughs> but some about five, you know, and then we're gonna go <laughs> and watch some high-level grappling, dude. High yeah, level. yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it myself. So, uh, when you went to the doctor, how long are what's the turnover? What's the turnover for the to heal up and get back into action? They said like six to eight weeks. Uh, I have a ortho appointment tomorrow um, to see if it needs surgery. Because uh, if it was like off of a twist, they just explained there's like different ways it could have fractured. Mm -hmm. I want to look at that and make sure. And if everything's all good, then yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get back in the cage. Um, and honestly, like June or July, you know, I think that'd be freaking awesome. I give myself two months to heal. Mm -hmm. And then shoot, dude, a month. I need a month tops. Um, and I'm really trying to get after it, dude. I want to get a, I want to get AJ Agger's arm. I didn't want him. And then after that, I was like, you know what? No time to it's time to uh time to beat the shit out of that guy he needs an ass whooping <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think that'd be a good match especially considering i mean both your grappling backgrounds not even grappling don't even think about that look at it yeah. he's trying to strike he wants to strike i'll show him striking look at my striking on one leg i went with that guy toe to toe you know he was freaking muay thai boxing all that stuff he said he's been in thailand his whole career mm -hmm. and i was still standing and trading with him getting him to move i got him to throw big punches i landed a few of my own with the instability of, of, of one leg. I won a one-legged ass-kicking contest, man. Plain and simple. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm still, like I said, I, I mean, knowing what I, knowing what I know and re-watching it, I was just like, wow. I mean, if oh, this kid, shit. if this kid's, <laughs> leg, yeah, I'm like, this kid's leg was, was broken and he knew it and he was driving in for takedowns. You, I mean, I know you said your guard wasn't doing what you wanted it to do, but, yeah. you know, I, you still had a pretty active guard. I, I would, I, I, I kind of. Nothing, bro. That was nothing, man. That, that was nothing. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's it. That was nothing, dude. Mm -hmm. That's 40% like, me, dude. I've had people judge me so hardcore because they just, you know, I'm still so new to this sport, man. I've been around. This is like my fifth. Maybe I think I'm like at the part where like fifth to sixth year, you know, I've spent a major, like pretty much my whole pro career in Bellator, mm -hmm. you know, uh, eight no as an amateur in the local circuit. And I didn't really get tested in certain ways. And now I'm getting them, you know, um, and my style just keeps growing, dude. I'm evolving constantly. That's the thing my coaches love. We just can keep adding more and more tools, you know, to the kit because I, I pick it all up, man. I mean, I was southpaw. I was loving that. I can go orthodox. I can go southpaw. I feel comfortable in the southpaw. I, I feel comfortable in either stance, frankly, you know, so. Yeah, no, I mean, and you have a great attitude about everything. I mean, considering I remember when you were out here on the East Coast uh, back in October and I spoke to you uh, briefly during the scrum day, you, uh, you know, you were supposed to uh, fight. I forgot the guy's name because he didn't make weight. But um, it's like it's like people don't get to see what you just mentioned as far as your evolution and stuff, you know, because th uh, that happened. And then we you had a great fight on uh, Friday. And now, now, you know, we have to wait until you're, you know, 100 percent again. So <laughs> just a couple months, man, you know, but yeah. I think it's totally worth it. I think my stock, you know, my Bellator stock, my fighter stock. I mean, dude, that, like I said, everyone knew that guy was a killer. Mm -hmm. He watched his last fight, too. I mean, he didn't do really much of anything to me if you think about it like i yeah. i'll have to rewatch the fight you know obviously to see where i where i could make some better adjustments but like it's gonna be hard to watch that 
and go, oh, yeah, I wish I would have done this. It's like, oh, I know why. I had a broken leg. Oh, I know why. <laughs> My leg wasn't working. Oh, I remember why. Yeah, I couldn't squeeze. You know, like that's that third round. I felt it in the first round. I thought, man, maybe if I can try some things. So then in the second round when he was in my uh, like half guard, it mm -hmm. was agonizing pain. So I had to give him side control. I gave him side control. Yeah. A key lock there. Yeah. So freaked him out. And, and then off of that, I don't know, you know, it was like there were so many scrambles. I remember I popped him hard with the backhand, you know, and he I know he, it, it clocked his lights a little bit. He was a uh, he, uh, he his attitude changed when I hit him with that. And then he was like trying to body shot me and everything it was nothing, man. Even dude, he, I, he poked me in the eye, he kicked me in the dick, digging in my <laughs> gloves. He was digging in my gloves while I had him in the front headlock. That's how he got out of that. Mm. I was like, game over, buddy. I was like, I may not be able to walk right now, but game over, you know. Um, and then he like dug his like fingers, you know, like all up in my gloves. I was getting so mad. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned the second round. I was actually that was my next question. In the second yeah, yeah. round, I, I I noticed the the key lock to do the reverse or this or or at least try to get the sweep, but uh or or the submission. And then um, but knowing again about the the leg, I was like he probably can't bridge into it because his leg is killing him. Not was, at all, dude. I tried and I was like, whoa, ooh, not happening right now. I was like, <laughs> I will save you for round three, leg. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, but you were still pushing off of the fence too, though, which was like, I mean, anything you did with your legs, knowing that, watching it again, knowing it was broken, I'm like, well, I mean, the the threshold for pain is definitely uh, not like that of a normal person. <laughs> no, I'm a masochist or whatever, dude. I love that pain, dude. I was ooh, ooh, you know what I mean? Twisting. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know how to explain it, man. I have a lot uh, of personal stuff going on, nothing like crazy serious, but just mm -hmm. a lot going on in my life. I have a really, uh, a really great family at my academy, uh, Sunshine Athletics, Fabiano Scherner Jiu-Jitsu. Um, you know, and we're, we're building this really big after-school program uh, in my town because it's needed. Like, we don't have – in Oregon, dude, we have, like, the highest sex trafficking and, like, at-risk youth population, and they have nothing for them, dude. Mm. And I was one of those kids in California, and the system sucked even more there. I was in the Central Valley. We had crooked-ass cops, right? Yeah. So I'm fighting – I'm fighting and I knew it was broken and I was like, I just saw all these freaking kids at my gym. I saw all the kids that like, I know I haven't been able to help out because I've been training a bunch and being selfish and they couldn't afford memberships and I can only sponsor so many kids, you know, you got insurance. And I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to win this freaking fight so I can get that freaking, you know, your paycheck changes, man, win or lose. So I had to get that money mm. so I could start the freaking program up, man. So you powerful motivator, dude. I, I want to stay hungry for as long as I live. I mean, I don't ever want to make it and just be content, you know. Yeah, no, that's I, 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 uh, every time I talk to the, you young fighters coming up, and when I hear stuff like that, I, I just think it's great, and it, it definitely needs to be put out there. You know, uh, I'm surprised that nobody wanted to talk to you afterward. I know it was a postums or whatever, but I mean, you know, like I said, I, when I talked to you back when you were here in, in Connecticut in, in in the fall, I could tell. I mean, I've been following you for a while. I mean, I know we follow each other on uh, on uh, social, so um, it's def it's definitely uh, it's definitely uh, something that I've been catching on to. Just your the way you handle everything, anything bad that comes at you is great. I mean, I remember when the fight got canceled, you, you had the cutouts of your face and you were handing them out in the arena over here at Mohegan Sun, and then <laughs> and then now you're doing this with everything you just said you're trying to do. The, yeah. the the way you fought through adversity, it's great, and I really do hope you keep it up, man. Um, Please keep us updated with with your social media and stuff. That way yeah. we know, we know where to uh, 
when you're coming back. Uh, where can folks follow you? Uh, it's like Chris Sunshine MMA is like all my stuff. I think I got it all there because I had it at 145, but you know, like uh, that was the last fight on my contract, so I don't even know, you know, what my future uh, entails. But I didn't want to make it like Chris Sunshine Bellator or Chris Sunshine mm-hmm. 145 anymore because my my future. I mean, I'm a taller guy. I'd like to I'd like to move up and wait eventually, you know, and just see how that goes as I get older. I really want to be in this game for a while, man. Uh, you know, as the more I watch it, I'm like longevity is key. So, uh, yeah, I'll keep you guys up to date with the recovery, with everything. Maybe I get a sexy new sponsor like Julio's Thongs, you know, like Bobby. <laughs> Everybody will know. And uh, um, I appreciate it, man, because, yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone really, uh, you know, you, you post all these fight pictures. Everyone wants to see you in your underwear with your shirt off, right, which is weird, punching a guy. Yeah. Post a picture, post a picture working with kids, working with the future, and they're just like, eh, whatever. You know, I'm like, dude, they're the future. This means nothing right now. You know, these fights yeah. are temporary. They're great moments. It's like a beer. It's like, it's awesome, man. But, you know, you gotta just, you can't have beer 24 7 your whole life. Like, so, yeah. yeah. I appreciate it, man. Thank no, you. no, no. Thank you so much. And, I mean, really quick, just because you mentioned it, I gotta ask. You, I mean, is that why you wore the tiger crotch un- or lion crotch underwear at the weigh in? Because of what you just said? I am a huge Ricky Bobby fan, dude. And, uh, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I reference it. My wife just is like so sick of it, dude. She's like, I get it. You love Will Ferrell, you know? And I was like, I came home and I was like, I just wake up and I piss excellence. You know, I've always butchered these quotes, dude, but you know, I was like, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. You know, I can fight with a broken leg no matter what. I'm out in Oklahoma and everybody talks like that. I, that was it, man. I had to have that lion underwear. Chinesky. <laughs> all right cool well thank you so much for the time good luck to you i mean i'll, I'll be looking forward to the updates and uh i mean i know we, we kind of set this up out of the blue so but uh you definitely deserve yeah. some you definitely deserve some sunshine on you you know what i mean as far as far as what you went through <laughs> it's freaking gray out here man it's like my hair dude it is not pretty oregon is a beautiful state but it's a it's like a crazy chick you know hot and cold all over the place uh, my wife has heard that. She's gonna yell. <laughs> all good. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well, stay out of Jersey, man, because it's a lot worse than that. So, all right, man. Good talking to you. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Hey, y'all. It's me, Ed Carbajal, mixed martial arts analyst for MMANews.com. MyMMANews.com, SureDog.com, and a bunch of other places. Uh, This is the MMA Afterthought. Um, Recording this Sunday morning after UFC 248. Um, I submitted my, about five hours ago, I submitted my seven takeaways piece for MMANews.com. And um, just uh, the thing about last night, obviously co-main event probably should have been the main event and you know but um once you uh i'm guilty of it too but once you once you calm down after the um initial response of what you just sat through you know you gotta put your not put yourself in the fighter shoes but if you've ever trained or done any any type of sparring and adesanya alluded to this at the post-fight press conference um you know, if you've ever uh, 
done that type of movement with another person that's in trying to trying to hurt you whether it be training or in real life and and you know a thing or two about fighting you really can't um you really can't uh, throw caution to the wind unless you know for sure you have uh, a significant amount of experience and and you know tricks up your sleeve um you're not going to see the action that you that you saw in the co-main event so um the only other thing that that uh that i have to say though is uh i mean uh what whatever romero was doing could have worked obviously at the start of it he saw i mean adesanya paused he saw extreme caution you could see his face he was like wait this is not what i was expecting let me see if i can figure out a way around this um because the thing about y'all romero everyone knows this is that one shot can change the tide of a fight for him even if he's on the losing end if he lands something on you especially uh like that overhand left that he landed in the first round that landed um and Adesanya admitted to it in the in all the interviews he did after like that that rocked him that uh uh he said because even when he felt like let me try to make something happen and that have and that happened he said you know let me stop I got to be methodical and, and, you know, not risk losing my, you know, remember, this is his first title defense. He's still, he's a young champion, you know, uh, mixed martial arts was not his first, uh, hold on a second. I'm, uh, actually, I gotta pause this. So when I watch these things, um, to do the editorial, I have to watch the entire event. I watch from first bell fight past prelims straight through the ESPN prelims. And then, uh, you know, obviously the pay-per-view, and, and since I don't like giving ESPN my money like that, I uh, I make my way to a, my local watering hole, <laughs> and uh, so I usually miss like the last fight or two uh, on the ESPN, um, on the prelims, on the broadcast portion, um, so I'm about to re-watch those now, but I thought I'd get this in, because obviously that... Uh, f- after the the co-main event i mean folks are are obviously focused on you know what happened last night um so uh but back to adesanya um you know so uh, you know you it it was his first title defense both both uh zhang and adesanya made their first title defenses and um you know if if he just got it and he's uh, on top of the world you know a smart person that plans for a longer career i mean not just for their own safety and their own health you know he's he's gonna fight the smartest fight to fight and unfortunately that's the fight that we saw in the main event um it's hard to put blame on anyone but i mean at 42 years old that was probably yoel romero's last chance at a at getting the middleweight title you know he fought he fought robert whitaker twice he fought uh, he fought uh, Paulo Costa to get to the, the number one. It was supposed to be Costa, but you know he's got an injury or whatever. The, the, uh, you know he's 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 laid off, so they're they're probably going to make that for International Fight Week in July, based on what they said at the post-fight press conference. Um, but it depends on uh, Costa's medicals. So we'll see what happens in July. Um, I may or may not make it out to Vegas for that. I haven't been since uh, the sale of the UFC. But, I mean, and then the other thing, too, is, like, when you get a co-main event like Whaley Zhang versus 
uh, JJ, Joanna, not champion or former champion. I'm not going to butcher her last name. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to just get into, uh, it's just hard to, uh, uh, you, you get, you get brought to that high from both women putting it all on the line and then you get to the, to, uh, I don't want to say the safest fight, but the, you know, it's, it's, it is a professional sport. And I mean, I wrote this in my seven takeaways piece. If you want to read it over at MMAnews.com, seven takeaways from UFC 248. I said, uh, you don't, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's chess, not checkers. So there's more than one way to win. Uh, I know the Just Bleed film. I was sitting next to the worst people, too, watching this thing last night. Uh, I mean, you you guys, uh, I don't know if you guys know, I'm in New Jersey. And uh, the stereotypical Jersey Shore dudes were sitting next to me that you knew they didn't watch the sport. They only watched whatever. Uh, Gambling on their phones live. It was just the most... Annoying guys to sit next to, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but um, so like, but guys like that don't understand that. That's uh, I call them the just bleed fans. Like they don't care about the athlete safety or any of that stuff. And you know, like there's a point where some uh, in the uh, who got cut above the eye that they checked it was bleeding above the eye. It was Gerald Mearshart. They, I think it was Gerald Mearshart. They they checked the uh, the doc. They stopped the fight to check the cut, and these and these freaking hammers were like, "Oh, why are you doing this?" Because you know we're not we're trying to somewhat civilize something as uncivilized as fighting. But anyway, oh, that was that was aggravating. <laughs> um, so yeah, the um. The, the co-main event probably should have been the main event. You know, like, I know March is supposed to be Women's History Month. I think today, March 8th, is actually Women's History Day. Um, so they're, like, extending it. To, this seems to be the new trend to extend things a whole month. And I'm not trying to not rag on women before. If any women want to start to get offended, I'm not. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is, like, why did you make Weili Zhang and Joanna the co-main event? And then they put on what's probably going to be the fight of the year certainly the fight of women's mixed martial arts history the best fight ever like you look back like cyborg gina carano uh i'm trying just off the top of my head you know other other fights that that just were like wars don't even come close to what these two did last night i mean they 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 did the opposite of what Romero and Adesanya did, and, and uh, they, they. Sorry, that, that's uh, my alarm on my phone. But they both did. Uh, I'm recording this on Anchor through my phone. Um, they both literally were just like, "F this! One of us is not walking out of here tonight." And they actually, I mean, they both walked out, but they they had to go straight to the hospital. Go on Twitter. You'll see Joanna's uh, the hematoma on, jo- on Joanna's forehead are are horrible. She looks like John Merrick from The Elephant Man, and, and I mean, it's just horrible, horrible. <laughs> Those were from elbows too. That if you if you watched the fight, uh, there was points where because Joanna was leading with her head, so Zhang started throwing an elbow out there for her to just because she ran her head into Zhang's. It was almost like a headbutt, but it was more for the takedown, so the, the ref didn't call it or anything. But Zhang was like, all right, fine. You want to fight dirty? Then she would. She just literally 
rammed her elbow out there for her to come into and, and that's what caused that and then uh, when they would turn against the fence she did the same thing like there's there's one point where she holds her head and mashes an elbow uh, not 12 to 6 really you know like maybe uh maybe 2 to 8 or whatever you want to call it um so it's legal and uh and when I'm I'm referring to the the path of the strike for folks that don't uh, know the rule the 12 to 6 rule or uh you know for the technique but um yeah it was a great fight split decision so um you know they deserve all the bonuses and stuff that they get but uh obviously uh two contrasting uh championship fights and uh if they do book that fight again i wrote this on the seven takeaways piece uh definitely needs to main event it they definitely need to main event it but with the damage they took i'm fine if they don't fight for the rest of the year uh y'all should be too so that's it i just wanted to to put this up um before i record the uh discussion with uh matthew hawkins on the coast to coast combat hour podcast the one i do weekly uh where we have guests and fighter interviews and stuff like that um but uh because i usually don't get to get all of my goddamn takes in so (laughs) so this this is my podcast so i'm getting mine in now early while they're fresh in my head and uh just said i got about five hours sleep i was up late because i always watch the post-fight press conference um Walid Ismail is uh, Paulo Costa's manager, and he, <laughs> I think he's like wishes he still fought, because you know he's from the the heyday of MMA. But anyway, that's a, that's a separate issue. Um, good fights though overall. UFC 248 was was not a bad card. I was pretty. Uh, Dana White said it performed well, so they're they're uh, you know we're in March. Three pay-per-views in, and they've they've had three pretty uh, pretty solid cards. Um, two forty-seven. If you had to rank them, two forty-seven uh, was definitely the worst one as far as just like the weird judging and stuff, um, you know. But uh, this there's a lot of good fights on the on Duran Win uh, uh, Mir- and Gerald Mearshart, The fight I mentioned earlier that was uh, you know, Mearshart was the underdog, and and he managed to get a submission victory over Win. Uh, the very first fight, uh, uh, I can't pronounce Dana, Dana Bernagal. I can't pronounce his name. I mean, he's new to the UFC. He was on the, under the UFC fight pass prelims. He knocked out, uh, uh, Giannetti on, uh, on, on the, like first round quickly. So you're definitely going to see that guy again. So we'll all have time to get his name right. Um, but that's it. I just wanted to get this in before uh, before I do the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. We do that every Tuesday. Uh, it's on the Blogboard Jungle YouTube channel. We do it's a live stream. Uh, lots of stuff coming this week. Uh, I'll be covering Bellator 241. They're doing a press event, um, New York City, state of emergency coronavirus. So hopefully I don't catch it when I go. But uh, uh, that'll be streaming on YouTube on Bellator's YouTube channel as well. Uh, they're going to announce their sp- uh, spring summer schedule. So hopefully that means they're coming my way soon. And uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at Carbazel. See if you want to read everything I write and uh, my interviews and stuff, podcasts, all that stuff is there. So for uh, those that are still listening to the MMA Afterthought, thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon.
Hey y'all, it's me, Ed Carbajal, mixed martial arts analyst for MMANews.com, MyMMANews.com, SureDog.com, and a bunch of other places. Uh, This is the MMA Afterthought. Um, Recording this Sunday morning after UFC 248. Um, I submitted my, about five hours ago, I submitted my seven takeaways piece for mmanews.com and um just uh the thing about last night obviously co-main event probably should have been the main event and you know but um once you uh i'm guilty of it too but once you once you calm down after the um initial response of what you just sat through you know you got to Put your, not put yourself in the fighter's shoes, but if you've ever trained or done any any type of sparring. And Adesanya alluded to this at the post-fight press conference. Um, you know, if you've ever uh, done uh, that type of movement with another person that's in trying to trying to hurt you, whether it be training or in real life, and you, and you know a thing or two about fighting, you really can't um, you really can't uh, throw caution to the wind unless you know for sure. You have uh, a significant amount of experience and, and you know, tricks up your sleeve. Um, you're not going to see the action that you, that you saw in the co-main event. So, um, the only other thing uh, that, uh, that I have to say, though, is, uh, I mean, uh, what, whatever Romero was doing could have worked. Obviously, at the start of it, he saw... I mean, Adesanya paused. He saw extreme caution. You could see his face. He was like, wait, this is not what I was expecting. Let me see if I can figure out a way around this. Um, Because the thing about y'all Romero, everyone knows this, is that one shot can change the tide of a fight for him. Even if he's on the losing end, if he lands something on you, especially uh, like that overhand left that he landed in the first round, that landed, um, and Adesanya admitted to it in the, in all the interviews he did after, like, that, that rocked him, that, uh, uh, he said, because even when he felt like, let me try to make something happen, and that happened, and that happened, he said, you know, let me stop, I gotta be methodical, and, and, you know, not risk losing my, you know, remember, this is his first title defense, he's still, he's a young champion, you know, uh, mixed martial arts was not his first, uh, hold on a second, I'm uh, actually, I got to pause this. So when I watch these things, um, to do the editorial, I have to watch the entire event. I watch from first bell, fight past prelims, straight through the ESPN prelims, and then, uh, you know, obviously the pay-per-view. And and since I don't like giving ESPN my money like that, I I make my way to uh, my local watering hole. (laughs) And... uh, so I usually miss like the last fight or two uh, on the ESPN um, on the prelims on the broadcast portion. Um, so I'm about to rewatch those now. But I thought I'd get this in because obviously that uh, f- after the the co-main event, I mean, folks are, are obviously focused on you know what happened last night. Um, so, uh, but the, back to uh, Adesanya, um, you know, so. Uh, you know, you it, it was his first title defense. Both both uh, Zhang and Adesanya made their first title defenses, and um, you know if 
if he just got it and he's on top of the world, you know, a smart person that plans for a longer career, I mean, not just for their own safety and their own health, you know, he's, he's going to fight the smartest fight to fight. And unfortunately, that's the fight that we saw in the main event. Um, it's hard to put blame on anyone, but I mean, at 42 years old, that was probably Yoel Romero's last chance at a at getting the middleweight title. You know, he fought he fought Robert Whitaker twice. He fought uh, he fought uh, Paulo Costa to get to the, the number one. It was supposed to be Costa, but you know, he's got an injury or whatever. The, uh, you know, he's 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 laid off. So they're they're probably going to make that for International Fight Week in July, based on what they said at the post-fight press conference. Um, but it depends on uh, Costa's medicals. So we'll see what happens in July. Um, I may or may not make it out to Vegas for that. I haven't been since uh, the sale of the UFC. But I mean, and then the other thing too is like when you get a co-main event like Wei Li Zhang versus. Uh, JJ, Joanna, not champion or former champion. I'm not going to butcher her last name. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to just get into, uh, it's just hard to, uh, uh, you, you get, you get brought to that high from both women putting it all on the line. And then you get to the, to, uh, I don't want to say the safest fight, but the, you know, it's, it's, it is a professional sport. And I mean, I wrote this in my seven takeaways piece. If you want to read it over at MMAnews.com, seven takeaways from UFC 248. I said, uh, you don't, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's chess, not checkers. So there's more than one way to win. Uh, I know the just bleed. Fun. I was sitting next to the worst people too, watching this thing last night. Uh, I mean, you you guys, uh, I don't know if you guys know, I'm in New Jersey and, uh, the stereotypical Jersey Shore dudes were sitting next to me that you knew they didn't watch the sport. They only watched whatever, uh, gambling on their phones live. It was just the most annoying guys to sit next to, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but, um, so like, but guys like that don't understand that that's, uh, I call them the just bleed fans. Like they don't care about the athlete safety or any of that stuff. And, you know, like there's a point where some, uh, in the, uh, who got cut above the eye that they checked it was bleeding above the eye. It was Gerald Mearshart. I think it was Gerald Mearshart. They, they checked, uh, the doc, they stopped the fight to check the cut and these, and these freaking hammers were like, Oh, why are you doing this? Because, you know, we're not, we're trying to somewhat civilize something as uncivilized as fighting. But anyway, oh, that was, that was aggravating. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, um, the, the co-main event probably should have been the main event. You know, like I know March is supposed to be women's history month. I think today, March 8th is actually women's history day. Um, so they're like extending it. This seems to be the new trend to extend things a whole month. And I'm not trying to not rag on women before. If any women want to start to get offended, I'm not. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is like, why did you make Weili Zhang and Joanna the co-main event? And then they put on what's probably going to be the fight of the year. Certainly the fight of women's mixed martial arts history, the best fight ever. Like you look back like cyborg gina carano uh i'm trying just off the top of my head you know other other fights that that just were like wars 
don't even come close to what these two did last night. I mean, they 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 did the opposite of what Romero and Adesanya did, and, and uh, they but they. Sorry, that, that's uh, my alarm on my phone. But they both did. Uh, I'm recording this on Anchor through my phone. Um, they both literally were just like, "F this." One of us is not walking out of here tonight. And they actually, I mean, they both walked out, but they, they had to go straight to the hospital. Go on Twitter. You'll see Joanna's, uh, the hematoma on, jo- on Joanna's forehead are are horrible. She looks like John Merrick from The Elephant Man. And, and I mean, it's just horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Those were from elbows, too, that if you, if you watched a fight... Uh, there was points where, because Joanna was leading with her head, so Zhang started throwing an elbow out there for her to just, because she ran her head into Zhang's. It was almost like a headbutt, but it was more for the takedown, so the, the ref didn't call it or anything. But Zhang was like, all right, fine, you want to fight dirty? Then she would, she just literally rammed her elbow out there for her to come into, and, and that's what caused that. And then uh, when they would turn against the fence, she did the same thing. Like There's, there's one point where she holds her head and mashes an elbow, uh, not 12 to 6, really, you know, like maybe uh, maybe two to eight or whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's legal. And uh, I'm, when I'm, I'm referring to the, the path of the strike for folks that don't uh, know the rule, the 12 to 6 rule or, uh, you know, for the technique. But, um, yeah, it was a great fight. Split decision. So, um, you know, they deserve all the bonuses and stuff that they get. But uh, obviously... Uh, two contrasting uh, championship fights and uh, if they do book that fight again I wrote this on the 7 takeaways piece uh, definitely needs to main event it they definitely need to main event it but with the damage they took I'm fine if they don't fight for the rest of the year Uh, y'all should be too so that's it I just wanted to to put this up um, before I record the uh discussion with uh matthew hawkins on the coast to coast combat hour podcast the one i do weekly uh where we have guests and fighter interviews and stuff like that um but uh because i usually don't get to get all of my goddamn takes in so (laughs) so this this is my podcast so i'm getting mine in now early while they're fresh in my head and uh just said i got about five hours sleep i was up late because i always watch the post-fight press conference um Walid Ismail is uh, Paulo Costa's manager, and he, <laughs> I think he's like wishes he still fought, because you know he's from the the heyday of MMA. But anyway, that's a, that's a separate issue. Um, good fights though overall. UFC 248 was was not a bad card. I was pretty. Uh, Dana White said it performed well, so they're they're uh, you know we're in March. Three pay-per-views in, and they've they've had three pretty uh, pretty solid cards. Um, two forty-seven. If you had to rank them, two forty-seven uh, was definitely the worst one as far as just like the weird judging and stuff, um, you know. But uh, this there's a lot of good fights on the on Duran Win uh, uh, and Gerald Mearshart. The fight I mentioned earlier that was uh, Mearshart was the underdog, and and he managed to get a submission victory over Win. Uh, the very first fight, uh, uh, I can't pronounce Dana, Dana Bernagal. I can't pronounce his name. I mean, he's new to the UFC. He was on the, under the UFC fight pass prelims. He knocked out, uh, 
uh, Giannetti on, uh, on, on the on, like first round quickly. So you're definitely going to see that guy again. So we'll all have time to get his name right. Um, but that's it. I just wanted to get this in before uh, before I do the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. We do that every Tuesday. Uh, it's on the Blogboard Jungle YouTube channel. We do it's a live stream. Uh, lots of stuff coming this week. Uh, I'll be covering Bellator 241. They're doing a press event. Um, New York City. State of emergency coronavirus, so hopefully I don't catch it when I go. But uh, uh, that'll be streaming on YouTube on Bellator's YouTube channel as well. Uh, they're going to announce their sp- uh, spring summer schedule, so hopefully that means they're coming my way soon. And uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at Carbazel if you want to read everything I write and uh, my interviews and stuff, podcasts, all that stuff is there. So for uh, those that are still listening to the MMA Afterthought, thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon.